Thank you for listening to How It Ends. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash studio. Our tiers start at $1 and all patrons receive early access, ad-free episodes, digital downloads, access to polls, and more. Physical rewards start at $6 and feature exclusive patron-only merch and other perks. You can also visit us at howitendspodcast.com to shop in our merch store or to join our Discord server, where you can chat with us and other fans of the show. It's the only place you'll find exclusive whispers from Micah, Elia, Devin, and Amy. Please enjoy the show. I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high-quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere. You know, the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples. And so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Previously on How It Ends. All I remember was that he was there to see Amy and that he was her boyfriend that she didn't tell anybody about. Anyway, you know, she left with him, so I went by myself. So my dad's name was Nolan. Nolan Jones. This whole town loved my dad. You know, he grew up here. He knew everyone. Everyone knew us. One Friday night, I fell asleep waiting for him to come home. And when I woke up the next morning, my mom told me he'd had an accident. And I never saw him again. I found a bunch of boxes, and they're all marked Nolan's stuff. So uh, I guess it's now or never. Some of the tapes just have dates written on them, like the one I just picked up says July 8th, 1990, BB, PB, and K. Now there's a wonder of nature you may not have seen. I don't remind you enough, but your dad loved you so much. He was always looking out for you. Even that night, he said, don't let Micah see, don't let Micah see. So I called my mom to talk about my dad like Billy suggested. And what you just heard was the voicemail she left me because I was driving when she called. 
called her back yet because something she said really unsettled me. But I didn't know why. Don't let Micah see. I felt like I'd seen it before uh, somewhere. So I went looking for it. And I found it. It's in a Bernstein Bears book, an old one, called The Spooky Old Tree. My dad wrote Don't Let Micah See on the last page of this book. You have something you need to remember. I'm sorry? You're trying to remember. Remember what? Holy shit, Micah. Uh, hey. Hi, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude, but I have no idea who you are. Micah, it's Luke. Sorry, I guess it's been a while. You just haven't changed much, so I recognize you right away. I'm Luke James, Amy's old boyfriend. Oh my god, uh, hi, hey. This is the first time you're really opening up about your dad and you're putting it out into the world and sometimes the world gives something back. First is the tower. Um, Basically, this is saying that Things are changing and maybe causing intense emotions and chaos in your life. And now's the time um, to change your course, reevaluate your surroundings. Um, and then your second card okay. is, well, okay. Getting right to it. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Your second card is the Queen of Cups reversed. Um, this means you're bottling up your emotions and it's not doing you any good. You need to find a way to let some of this energy go or you'll regret it. Don't let yourself start ghosting on your friends like you always it do. It does not say that. <laughs> Make sure to focus on healthy boundaries mm. and stop interrupting okay. people when they're talking to you. Okay. Lastly is the Wheel of Fortune. Um, change is coming. That's, that's the general gist of this card, regardless of its position. But when it's reversed... It can mean that you should lay low um, and let things unfold as naturally as you can. Um, The description here actually says, forces that are outside of your control are taking hold over your life. Micah, did you see the thing about the chupacabra in there? Micah, you okay? Micah? I, um... Yeah, I, I have I have to go. I'm sorry. I, what do you mean? No, I have to go, and I'm going to borrow this. And we were just kidding around. Later. I'm sorry. I, I have to go. I'm sorry. I will, I'll you? call you guys later. This entry in the book, it's called The Grinning Man, and this is what it says. He's been seen waiting on paths and trails in New Jersey, and he has this over-pronounced leering grin. He doesn't reach for you. He doesn't make a sound. He just stands there, smiling at you. And that description of a person watching someone in the woods felt so much like the dream I've been having that kind of started this whole thing. And, and, okay, so before the Grinning Man isn't real. Like, obviously, I know that. Um, and I know that I was real extra in how I I reacted but a story like this it, it has to come from somewhere right I mean every time I turn around in that dream I get the feeling like you know that I'm about to see someone standing there or you know that something is right behind me but I'm never I never get to that part and and this description I don't know it's it it was like a flash of something 
This sounds insane. When I opened the door and flipped on the light, my cabinets and drawers were open and the contents were all over the floor, just forks and knives and glass everywhere. Both my front door and the back door that opens to the stairwell were standing wide open. I could see right out to the street. And on the floor of my kitchen, under all the mess, someone had written, You've been warned. While we were waiting for the cops to get there, neither one of us could really say much until he turned to look at me and was like, You didn't hear anything? That's the most insane thing about this, is that I didn't hear anything. Nothing. And Devin didn't either. I still don't know why anyone would do this, or worse, like how they even got in. Well, you know, I listened to that conversation you had with your mom from the podcast, Mm -hmm. and you talked about not remembering everything that happened that day. Is that really true? Yeah, I mean, I really just remember Amy going off with you and then my mom picking me up when she told me that it was your house that she got me from. Yeah, well, when you got to my house, you were really upset. Uh, Amy thought you were exaggerating for attention, but I didn't think you were, so I called your mom. Wait, like, exaggerating what? Like, making something up? You said something happened to you in the woods. I did? Yeah, and Amy didn't believe you. But you did. Yeah. Okay, why? Uh, So a few weeks before I met you, I snuck out in the middle of the night to meet up with some friends. We ended up hanging out at this little graveyard that's on the side of River Road. I guess I passed out at some point, because when I woke up, my friends were gone. Uh, River Road is really long and pitch dark at night. There isn't a sidewalk or anything, so I had to walk my bike on the edge of the road to hope cars wouldn't hit me. Okay. I was walking for a few minutes, five, maybe ten. I thought I heard my friends. I saw a dim light in the trees, like a flashlight or something. I left my bike on the side of the road and walked a few yards into the woods. But I couldn't hear them anymore and didn't see the light. I figured they would fuck with me, so I you know, called their names a few times. Like, Tim! No answer. Um, When I turned around to get my bike, I turned around to go head back to the street, and something or someone was standing over me. Whoever was, they were unnaturally tall. They were inches away from my face. This hot breath. If I focus on it, I can still feel it on my face. I froze. It, they were just breathing on me. Then it whispered see you. I'm a little confused, though. Um, I'm not following. I just don't understand what this has to do with me. You asked why I believe you that day. Why I called your mom, even though Amy told me not to. Okay. When you got to my house, you were banging on the door and screaming, let me in. And when I did, you stopped yelling and went really still. Just stood there, crying. All covered in dirt and scratches your forehead was cut up and bleeding. I asked you what happened, and you looked at me and said, it saw me. 
making notes in that little journal he carried yeah. around. Wait, what what journal? Oh. He always carried around this leather journal. An, a notebook. Never saw him without it. I don't think I've ever even seen it. I wonder if my mom still has it. I doubt she'd throw it away. The two of you gave it to him for a birthday, maybe? Wait, how do you know that? Because <laughs> he'd never shut up about that. Uh, he'd have you draw little cartoons in it. Or copy something that he drew. Never saw him without his camera, either. Oh, I'll have to look for the, like his camera and his journal when I get back to my mom's. It would be, be kind of nice to like have those things with me at home. Maybe you'll find some of the photographs he took around. Around what? Um, around the time he died, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Was he, uh, was he shooting something in particular around then? I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe. He was definitely working on a project. But I don't remember what it was. Oh. Okay. Um, maybe there'll be something in the journal about it. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> what do you mean? Why? I've never read anything in the journal, but I did see him writing it a lot. He was like Da Vinci. He'd open it up and scribble on whatever page he landed on. <laughs> oh. Well, I really hope I can find it then. I haven't talked about your dad with anyone in a long while. It was a trip, especially because of where we are. What? Where we are? It was my birthday on on a Friday. We went out for drinks after work, but Nolan didn't stay for too long. He left early, said he had to go check something out. Why are you telling me this? I, I'm sorry, I, I assumed you knew. We, we were here N- in this bar. What? It had a different name then. We were sitting right in this room having drinks. He was the same night he died. Separating the, the, the two things, there's there's definitely a phenomenon of people feeling watched in the woods in particular. And this is something that, I you know, again, it, it maybe is even hardwired into us evolutionarily right to, to be right. on our guard and and when you're alone in the forest i mean i i felt this and in fact you know it's one of the things that i think drove me to want to do some of this research even as a kid is you know being out on uh, i went to a camp as a as a kid and we were out hiking and i got separated and i was off on my own for a little bit and oh, just gosh. that sense of dread of, of feeling like you're being watched and for me i actually thought i was heading the right direction and stumbled into this um kind of dilapidated you know it wasn't even a shack it was like a house in the middle of nowhere and kind of went in this little barn area and found all these rats had been kind of strung up through their eyes on ropes little twined ropes and it was so it, it and and that that the sense i of just got chills oh my yeah, gosh right. well so that was one of those like kind of imprint moments right it's a memory that really when you talk about being watched that's what i remember i remember this feeling of being watched that drove me to that area and then when I saw this and they'd clearly been dead for, you know, they were dry and desiccated and everything. So they'd been there a long time. Right. And I, who knows who had done it. I feel like that is a, a common feeling. Even if you don't run into something like a, you know, a dilapidated barn with, you know, rats strung up in it. But the, 
and, and I think that ties into a lot of these things that we see recur in kind of folklore and, and these urban legend sightings. And then there's a subset of that that kind of ties into the the voices. And I think that to me is almost, it's, it's not as common, but it it is almost more powerful and for me creepier when I hear those stories. And they happen everywhere. This story, the story of I was being watched and then I heard someone talking to me and I could not pin point where the voice was coming for and it said these things and those specific phrases repeating over and over again the consistency of that across the country that i think to me is really chilling and and is something that i was never able to answer i I really i didn't even set out to look for any of this you know this this podcast really started out um lighthearted <laughs> I think uh, you know when me and my friend Elia and my friend Devin you know sat down and they spent some time trying to convince me um, I think we we thought that it would just be something simple and what it seems to be is that I, I've sort of ripped the band-aid off of uh, a wound that I didn't know that I had you know there are people that believe really strongly when something bad happens in an area there is something left over you know, it's always scarier when it's not a ghost and that it's a person and right. it's some some person or some people out there. There was one email that I got that was interesting. So I'm going to read it to you. Hi, Micah. My name is Ben. A friend of mine showed me your podcast and I just heard the part where you asked people to email or call if they had a story to tell. I've got one. I was driving home from work and passing by this short trail that I like to walk on whenever I can. It's been a stressful week, so I just wanted to clear my head before going home to my family. I have a daughter and our time together is really important to me because I work a lot, so I don't like to be in a bad mood when I get home. I guess I misjudged the time, and when I was about halfway through the walk, it was dark. I thought I heard a voice call out from what seemed to be close by, but I couldn't make out what was said. I jogged in my truck and left. It didn't seem like a big deal. But after that, I kept having nightmares about being in the woods alone. I'd always wake up thinking I was there. I haven't thought about this in a long time. Anyway, not sure if that's the kind of story you were looking for, but there it is at least part of it. If you're interested in hearing the rest of it, just email me back. My wife found me sleepwalking in our backyard. She said I was just standing behind our house, staring into the darkness, just mumbling. She said it didn't didn't make sense. It was just random words. Give of see return kill I looked through my dad's shed again and I ended up finding a whole box of stuff that I somehow missed Um, and in it there were some really awesome life drawings that he did and uh, I ended up finding the journal and the camera that John mentioned while we were talking Uh, I actually had that camera with me today, which is, you know, what Ben spotted and was able to recognize me. But, you know, so a few days 
ago, uh, I was playing around with it, and I actually realized that there's still film in it. My dad and I journal the same way. I mean, I tend to do things on sequential pages, but, you know, the way we scribble notes and, and the, it, the way we think, you know. Yeah. Here's another longer one, longer passage. Been having trouble sleeping, waking up a few times a week, really disoriented. Ava is worried she never misses anything, that woman. Other than that, kid, things are good. You've been talking to my mom this whole time? How long have you been talking to my mom behind my back? A, a year or two. So you're coming for me, but you've been lying to her for years? No, you don't get to talk right now. You're probably next. Keep asking questions and you'll be next. I'm scared. Especially now, because Luke is, like, missing or something. You know, with everything that had been happening, he was the one person I had left to talk to. You know, we went on hikes. Distraction, you know, I I had some kind of connection with him and now he's not answering my calls or texts and I I would go to his house to find him but I realized that we actually always hung out here so I don't even know where he lives it's like he disappeared and and then my car got broken into and whoever did it stole my dad's camera which still had the film inside maybe I'm overreacting but I just feel like I'm exposed and I know that's my fault because I'm, you know, I am putting this all out here, but I, I don't know who else I can talk to. So this is what I'm doing. I'm just talking to the air now. You know, I guess that's better than nothing, right? And that feeling of being watched, the, the one I get when I have the recurring dream of being in the woods... That's how I feel all the time now. I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm currently sitting in front of Officer Schrade's house. Once I heard his voicemail, I called him immediately and asked if I could meet with him. And when he said yes, I just got in my car and started driving. And here I am. I don't think that I could do this on the phone. What did my mom tell you? Not too much. Uh, She said you started a podcast and that it's led to some questions about your dad and the day that he died. She did mention that your house got broken into. Did that have something to do with the Wait, she told you about that? Yes. I'm a retired cop. She asked my advice. Yeah, there was a break-in, but... I think it was just some people trying to play a really shitty prank on me. She said you were scared. <laughs> I bet she did. I'm sorry? N- nothing. I-, I just actually haven't talked to my mom about any of it, but she talked to a friend of mine without me knowing. It was a thing. I see. Uh, did you report it to the police? Yes. What did they have to say about it? Listen, um, Officer Schrade... I- Mark. Officer Schrade, I appreciate you agreeing to let me come speak with you and welcoming me into your home, 
but I really like for you to tell me what it is you know. There was a camera on the side of the road. Wait, a, cam- a camera? Yes, like, you know, a fancy one that a professional would use. It was surprisingly intact for having been thrown outside the truck. Shit. Sorry? Uh, the camera, I-, I, think I, ha- I think I had it. I found one at my mom's house not too long ago. Uh, at least I'm assuming that it's the same one, but it got stolen from my car. There was film in it that I was going to get developed, but I just never got around to it. Micah, it was an accident. He hit a fox and lost control of the car. He hit the tree hard enough to total his truck. I was there. It was a horrible accident, but that's what it was. Micah, um, there's someone at the door who wants to talk to you. Um, she won't tell me her name, but she called you Mickey? The only person that ever... (laughs) No fucking way. Amy, what do you want? I listened to your podcast. I think you're onto something. You need to keep looking. I want to help. Someone is lying to you. What are you talking about? Mark, Officer Schrade, he and Luke know each other. They've known each other for over 20 years. His son Tim was Luke's best friend. Okay, uh, so what if Luke and Schrade used to know each other 25 years ago? No, there's more. I don't care. Trust me. You do. Look, you don't know me anymore, so please don't come here and pretend like we're kid best friends like we were all those years ago. Amy, I'm not holding a grudge, but I'm also not going to get sucked back into a bunch of shit that ends with me pushing all my friends away. For what? Like, in search of what? Nothing. Your dream and that day in the park, it matters. I mean, I think it matters. I I don't have all the answers yet, but I want to help you find them. What about it? What about... What about it? The dream about the woods. Yeah. The day in the park. I I think there's more to it. And your dad... There isn't. You heard Shrade tell me what happened. It nearly fucking broke me. Micah... No! Go home, Amy. Please, just leave me alone. Shrade isn't telling you everything. Go home, Amy. Micah, you were in the truck the night your dad crashed. You just don't remember. Micah, it's Luke. I don't have a lot of time to talk. I'm sorry I left like that, but I had to. I never did anything to hurt you. Not on purpose. I need you to know that. There's there's so much I need to tell you. I'm trying to help you, Micah. To protect you. I'm not sure when I'll be able to call again. I, I don't know who we can trust. But I'm going to find out. Be careful. Micah was in the truck the night her dad crashed. What? What? Schrade, the officer Micah went to meet back home, he knows that. He's the one that found her. What exactly do you expect me to do with this information? I don't know, but I'm hoping we, all four of us, can figure it out. Micah, Schrade knows you were there. He found you. Why did he lie? Micah cannot go through this again. I think she has to. I know what Amy said is true. I can feel it. So, um, Is there something I can do for you, Elia? Yeah, actually, uh, I just think you and I need to get to know each other better, and so we're going to meet for drinks. 
I were you, I'd have a hard time hiking again, let alone doing any of that stuff by myself. Well, you know, Devin was right when he said that it was because of my dad that I love being out in the world as much as I do. Um, you know, I feel strong and, and safe when I'm out there, even when I'm alone. And yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, a lot's happened, but no matter what comes of any of this, no one is going to take that away from me. You know, my dad gave that to me and uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I plan to hang on to it. It's not possible for you to have watched a whole movie. What do you you mean? Well, that's what happened. The movie had just about ended when we heard banging on the front door. That's when you showed up. No, seriously. Like, there's just, it's, there's no way. That can't be right. I was only, I think I was only on the trail for what, like maybe 20 minutes? Like, I I mean, I know it's kind of wild, but even though I somehow managed to find my way to Luke's house, like, it would mean that we were apart for what, maybe 45 minutes. What? That's, no, that's not. It's not what? Like. Micah, you were gone for hours. Are you sure you didn't recognize the number? Mm-mm, definitely not, but fuck it. Let's listen to it. What the hell are you doing here? You can't be here. That's Mark. Shh. You know why I'm fucking here. Luke? Get inside. Did anyone see you come here? Why? Why does it matter? Never mind. What are you doing here? What do you want? I want to know why you're doing this to her. To me. You have no idea what you're talking about. I know that you lied to her, and I know that you- Stop talking. You need to tell her the truth. If you don't, I will. I can't do that. What the hell do you mean you can't do that? You're the one messing with her? You've been lying to her about so much shit and for so long? You don't realize how dangerous this is. Dangerous? What the fuck are you talking about? What's that? Are you recording this? What the fuck? You ever see that movie Seven? What's in the box? This one says eatitgyms.com. Did you look this up? It's just a... There's nothing on it. It's just a site with like a password lock. Okay, and most of these papers are blank, but... Well, this one has this quote on it. um, As a new heaven is begun... And it is now 33 years since its advent, the eternal hell revives. Do they know who sent it? (laughs) Apparently they do. I did. I'm sorry, I'm not following. I had a dream a couple nights ago that I was in a forest, but it wasn't like the forest dream. I'm not scared. But then I hear this whisper, and I, I can't make out what they're, what the whisper is saying to me. And then suddenly there's two voices, and then there's ten, and then there's dozens, and then hundreds. You ready for our sneak attack trip to Jersey this weekend? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess ready as I'll ever be. 
Is it completely out of line, like us just like showing up at Shreed's house like this? Damn, I don't even know. But I just got a box full of cryptic garbage in my mail, and <laughs> who's to say? We're not really ambushing him. Well, what would you call it then? We're showing up unannounced at his home to pump him for information. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, that's why we picked today to go. He told her he was going to be out of town for a bit to work on something. I don't want to give this guy any time to prepare some new story to cover up the old one. Like, I mean, if we show up and I ask him right there on the spot, like, what, what else can he do? Like, he'll tell me the truth. Like, he has to. I'm actually here to speak with Officer Schrade. Well, he's not here. No, you can't call later. But, but why? I, I, um, I'm sorry, I, I get it. You're pissed, but why can't I call? I mean, I, I've even been here before. Like he, he, Your dad knows who I am. I, I visited him at his invitation. I promise you, I, I'm not just a stranger. Because he's dead. How's that? He's fucking dead, okay? She's not in there. Maybe she got up to get something to eat. Oh my god. What the fuck? Okay, um, go wake up Devin. I'm gonna go outside and see where she went. Devin, Devin, wake up. What? What's going on? Micah's not in her room and we just found the back door wide open. Wait, what? Micah's not in her room. We don't know where she went. Ellie, I went to look for her. Shit. Look, they're over by the trees. What the hell is going on? Shh. I think she's sleepwalking. She was murmuring something right before you guys came over here. What was it? I couldn't make it out, and then she stopped, but... I don't know, it just sounded like she was saying the same thing, like, repeated over and over again. Should we try to get her back inside? Yeah, but just, it's go slow. Trees? He's in the trees? Micah, I forgot to tell you. In your message, you said you spoke to Officer Mark Schrade, and that he said I asked him to talk to you. Yeah, I haven't spoken to that man in over 25 years. Since the night your father died. Call me back. Hello, Devil's Tower Lodge. This is Shirley speaking. How can I help you today? Hey, yeah, Shirley. This is uh, Devin Williams returning your phone oh, call. Oh, hi, Mr. Williams. So nice to speak with you again. I have your package right here next to me, safe and sound. You spoke to someone... They were calling themselves Devin Williams, but it was not me. Looks like I'll uh, need uh, Fox Mulder's investigative skills here. Yeah, that's right, little dude. You and me. I was just picking up uh, the papers that Mulder pushed off the table. And just... Just to recap, in the box that I got a few weeks ago, there are a bunch of random papers torn from a steno pad. Some of them just have, like, random little doodles. You know, there was a creepy poem that Micah read and some other nonsense. A few of the pages were blank. And I thought they were just ripped out and thrown in there haphazardly. They wanted me to find them. 
first I thought Tim was just being difficult, but when he said that Mark was dead, it, it felt like my head split open. I mean, obviously from shock, but also it just made everything feel finite. Like a hard, jagged end to ever knowing what really happened the night my dad died. And no, I still haven't talked to my mom, but her voicemail made things more complicated because now I truly know Mark was up to something. It's probably spam, but... Hello? Micah. I actually got another text with an audio file in it. It was the same day that we found out about Mark, actually. Um, I listened to it, but, you know, I, it just seemed like noise. Like, there, it wasn't anybody talking or anything. Was it you? Did you send me that? The only thing I sent you was the recording of me and Mark. If Luke didn't send it to me, maybe I should listen to it. Good afternoon, sir. Welcome to the Devil's Tower Lodge. Are we checking in today? Hi, uh, you must be Shirley. We uh, spoke on the phone a while ago. My name is Devin Williams, and uh, I believe you have a package for me. But after you called, I was kind of racking my brain for any signs that I could have possibly missed from this person. Hmm. And uh, did you think of anything? I did. It it might be nothing, but... When I asked him how many people he was checking in, he said two, but then quickly corrected himself and said one. She said there were two men, and so I asked her to describe them to me. One sounds like it was the same man I checked in, really nondescript, blonde, late 20s to early 30s maybe, with a hat and glasses, sort of short. Uh, Plus, there was another man who was wearing a college sweatshirt. Hmm. And did she remember what the other guy looked like, or which college sweatshirt was from? No, she couldn't remember any of the details. The minute I start to think about how any of this pointed to what happened to my dad, I I just couldn't see anything else. And it took so little to, like, flip that switch... And, and now we know it's real, like some, something happened, you know, someone knows something. Can we finally talk about that day with Luke now? Oh my god, yeah, I know, I'm sorry, we've tried so many times and... Shit keeps coming up, I know. <laughs> yeah. But I'm gonna get this information out right now if it's the last thing I do. Okay. So yeah, Luke and I got to his house, made some food, and then headed upstairs to watch Empire Records. Right. Okay. You showed up right when the movie ended. We heard banging on the front door, and Luke went down to answer it. I saw you. I got scared because you looked... Like what? You were so pale, like white as a ghost, and you had the strangest look on your face, like you weren't completely there, you know? Like you were in shock. You had this big cut on your forehead, and it was bleeding pretty badly. Luke was already on the phone. He said you gave him the number. I don't remember doing that. I only remember him calling her. You know, I didn't hear you say it saw me. Um, I guess you told him that before I came down, but I took you to the bathroom to see if I could clean the cut up a little bit. There was a lot of dirt around it. You let yourself be led down the hallway. It still freaks me out to this day because it felt like you weren't in there, you know? 
I got you to sit down on the toilet so I could wash your face with a cloth, and then it was like you came to. And you turned to look at me and you said, I saw them smiling. They were all smiling. We were out hiking and I almost got hit by an arrow. What the what? fuck? Wait, can y'all please just start from the beginning? Um, during certain times of the year, you have to wear neon orange because people hunt in the area. Well, if you were wearing orange, then how did that happen? I wasn't. What? Why? Micah only had one hat in her car. She couldn't find the other one. Oh, shit. I have it. It's in my closet. Yeah, I figured. But wait, if you didn't have a hat for each of you, then why'd you even go? It was my idea. I said it was fine. I've been to that area several times, and depending on the amount of people, you know, if most of you wear it, it's enough. I figured if we stayed close together, we'd be fine. So you got separated? Well, we were walking together for a while, you know, just talking and stuff. And, you know, then about a mile in, we came up on this big boulder that I've climbed a few times. And Amy wanted to take a picture of me standing on top of it. I guess we just weren't thinking. I wasn't. I didn't even think about that. We were just having fun. Couldn't have been apart for more than a few minutes. So what, then just all of a sudden an arrow comes flying out of nowhere? Actually, no. So I climbed up to the top and I was posing for the photo. You know, I think you took one or two, right? I was up there for a minute. Yeah, I I got one in before anything happened. And as I was thinking of another pose, I I, I saw someone move in the trees behind her. You know, I tried to lean forward to see if I could make it out. And then I actually saw someone step out from behind a tree. I wasn't sure what was happening at first, but then I saw the bow and arrow and I fucking screamed for Amy to get down. I can't believe you listened to me that fast. I know. I don't even know why I did because I was so confused, but I guess it was instinct. I just dropped down and my phone went flying. Well, then I scrambled down the rock and ran to her while yelling her name and waving my arms. You know, I thought maybe they couldn't tell that there was a person in the trees, so I just tried to make a lot of noise. Once I got back to my feet, we called out over and over, saying they just shot at a person by accident. Micah took off her hat for a second and waved it around and yelled to them. So what'd they say? Nothing. No one responded. It's fucking terrifying. Hello? Oh. Hi, Tim. For real? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I'm actually with some friends. Um, yeah. Them. Sure. Can everyone hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hey, Tim. Hey, folks. Uh, So, I was calling Amy to let her know about something I found when I was cleaning up my dad's stuff. Uh, There's an old file in here, like a file folder. Uh, It's got Nolan's name on it, and I think it's an old case file of my dad. Tim, I really am sorry about Mark. He was always so nice to me when we were kids. You know, I guess we're all starting to get to that age where our parents are getting older. It's tough. Yeah, I guess. Um, but that's not how we died. Sorry? So, it was an accident. Um, he called and left me a message saying he was going to check on our family's cabin. Uh, the power, power went out and the neighbor called to let him know, so he took a drive out there uh, to go check on it. I called him a few times and when I didn't hear back, I started to worry. The cabin is in the woods, but nowhere so remote that your phone wouldn't work. Uh, when I get out there is when I found him. Mike, I'll get that folder in the mail to you as soon as I can. Thanks. Um, yeah, no rush. Thank you. It was real bad, Amy. Like, horror movie bad. His arms and legs were all twisted up. His jaw was fucking mangled. And he bit his tongue clean off. Jesus. 
I'm sorry, I have no idea why I just told you that. There's like, um, it's like individual packages. There's one for each of us. What? what? There's an index card in here. It says, last chance, stop looking. Why send us dozens of clues just to tell us to stop looking? Should we do a toast? To what? Right. Uh, okay. Well. Mm, this has quite the smell. I, I mean, yeah, it's like a billion-year-old recipe, so it was made for digestion, not like for frat boys to throw back at a party. You guys ready? Sure. All right, on three. One, two, three. I've had this before. What? How? That's that's not possible. No, it. I have. Uh, I have definitely had this before. Someone made me drink it. Uh, and now I think I remember. Amy, they weren't smiling. There was no one smiling at me. They were all wearing masks. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.